You are listening to Legacy of Leadership, a podcast celebrating 70 years of the UAB School of Nursing. My name is Erica Teco, and I'm a marketing specialist. Hi, Erica. I'm Curry Bordelon. I'm an assistant professor here at the UAB School of Nursing. I am a dual certified neonatal and pediatric nurse practitioner. I'm a two-time alumni from uh, UAB uh, with my neonatal uh, nurse practitioner degree along with my DNP. All right, so to get started, tell me a little bit about your path to nursing. Is it something you always knew you wanted to do or how'd you enter this field? Interesting question. We, you know, growing up in a small town in Louisiana, um, we is very tight knit, family was always around. We always had family gatherings and so forth. And I distinctively remember my aunt, my mother's sister, when she went back to school in a small community college uh, to get her surgical nurse uh, certificate. I had pathology books and physiology books uh, along with all of her equipment that she would practice with this, what this equipment was and what that equipment was. I was fascinated by the whole process. Uh, and so when I got closer to graduation from high school, I started really thinking about what I wanted to do. And I joined, I went to, to one of the local colleges as a freshman, uh, started, you know, taking basic courses in, you know, biology and chemistry and uh, math and so forth. But on the side, I did uh, some volunteer work at a local uh, fire, fire station. So I f- fell in love with that process of being able to help others and, and uh, going to scenes to help people and, and being a part of that medical group. Uh, we also did the fire, you know, firefighting as well, but the, really the medical side is what attracted me the most to uh, helping others. And so then very quickly, I realized what volunteer means. Uh, and so it, it became more of, okay, I wanna make a career of this, but let me figure out which direction I wanna go, whether it be medicine, whether it be nursing and so forth. So I entered into nursing, applied for the nursing program uh, there uh, in Louisiana, in a school in Louisiana. And I had a very difficult time um, we had very few men in, in the course, uh, and so it was a lot of trying to figure out my fit. Is this the right fit for the, you know, me in that university setting? It was the right location for me and so forth. And I did not do well that first course. Uh, and then I decided to say, maybe, maybe another school is better fit for me. So I transferred to another school, and that's when it really just started flourishing. I found the right fit. I found a, a great uh, group of people to study with, other guys that are in the nursing program as well. Uh, and it just, it just made the right fit of being in the right program. And that's where I finished my uh, bachelor's in nursing. Well, part of that program was you do, it was five, five um, it was a five-year program, but it was um, the final semester of nursing was a residency program where you, in that residency program, get to select uh, where you want to do your final clinical rotation, your clinical experience. So at first they would assign you somewhere and then you could do a switching, a swap type situation. First started in emergency department at a local uh, VA. It wasn't the right fit for me and I was like, this is not, I want to be around kids. And during my clinical time uh, in, in the program, in the BSN program, I really was drawn towards infants, newborns, babies, kids, you know, that sort of population. And so someone else wanted to be in that environment and they had the neonatal intensive care as their selection. So we swapped out our clinical locations and it, that was the perfect fit for me. And it just went from there. And so, like you said, you've gotten advanced degrees, um, including your master's and your DNP. What led you to pursue those degrees and how do you think that they've prepared you for where you are now? So whenever I 
was after I graduated from my BSN, I started working in a neonatal intensive care, and then I relocated to another city within Louisiana, a much larger city, and I started working in a pediatric intensive care for a short period of time and thought for sure, you know, I want to get into some of the business and leadership side. So I, I went back to one of the local colleges and, and got my MBA. And so I really was drawn to uh, leadership structures, the business models, healthcare finance, and things of that nature. So I thought I wanted to do sales for a little while. So then I moved to Atlanta and started doing some sales in the healthcare side for a short period of time and found out that was, I was outside of my element. It was not my fit for me. There was a lot of great information and skills that I learned through my MBA, but it just wasn't, I was very clinically drawn. Clinically, I was very education-based. I enjoyed teaching others. So for me, it was, uh, I knew I was out of place for a bit. So I went back to the bedside uh, in, uh, at a um, hospital there in um, Atlanta. I went back to the bedside and that's when I said, I wanna do more. I wanna be able to empower the change more and that's when advanced practice was my, my first choice. So at the time, Georgia ha did not have uh, a neonatal nurse practitioner program, and I wanted to go somewhere and not do a distance accessible. I just didn't know enough about the process. So uh, Emory University had a uh, pediatric acute care nurse practitioner program. So I went uh, to that program, finished that degree, started working in a neonatal intensive care and really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed being in that environment, and so and, and just it was very fulfilling for me. It was it was a, it was a great fit. I was one of the I was the first nurse practitioner in that practice group, uh, which really allowed me to s sort of direct the protocols. It allowed me to develop how we were utilized within the neonatal intensive care and so forth. And then Georgia started hinting around at changing some of their uh, regulations within the state of making you, uh, you had to be certified in that population, which was quite common across the United States to, to, to really fine tune the specialization so you could practice in a clinical environment that you're certified in. So that allowed me to start thinking, okay, long term, what do I wanna do? I wanna stay in the neonatal population, so I need to find a neonatal nurse practitioner program. And that's where um, I started looking at UAB because UAB had a distance accessible program. Uh, I started talking to the faculty here and it, it, felt, it felt like the right fit. Uh, and that's where I really was introduced first to UAB. What led you then to take on your DNP and to continue? And how do you think the DNP program at UAB uh, set you up for you know, the roles you play on faculty and in clinic? That's a great question. And, you know, I, I distinctly remember when I started looking at UAB uh, for the neonatal nurse practitioner program, I also started looking at long-term. I knew I wanted to get a terminal degree. Uh, I'm not research-minded. Um, I, I understand the importance and the value. I understand how it needs to be incorporated into clinical practice, but I really didn't look at it from that angle. And then I started reading more about the DNP. I said, well, this is the right fit. This is the right clinical fit for me to stay clinically relevant uh, is to, to look at the DNP degree. And there were very few universities across the United States offering it when I first started looking, but they started growing exponentially over time. And UAB had a program. So I knew that if I do the neonatal nurse practitioner program at UAB, there's a potential that I could then step right into the DNP program uh, following that neonatal nurse practitioner program. So that to me really kind of drove me in that direction. And then I started talking, once I was a student here, 
I started learning more and more about the program and you'd hear people talk about it. And, and just the environment here of how welcoming it is to all student populations and how welcoming it is to really embrace people, um, empowering change, but also people who want to continue. And that's something that's really unique, to, in my opinion. This, you know, this location, UAB School of Nursing, really strives to make sure students understand that the sky's the limit, if you will. It's, there's a lot of opportunity. It's just depending upon what path you want to take. And there's a lot of mentors here that I've noticed that really want to guide you in that direction. You've touched a little bit on your experience as a man in nursing and some of the challenges that presented in school. Um, what has that been like throughout your career to be a man in nursing? And then also, how does your experience lead you to mentor students and support students, especially here at the School of Nursing? So it's, it's sort of come full circle for me. It's a recognition that all of us have value in a place in the process, in the system, and whether it be clinical system, education system, and so forth. So it was very eye-opening to me from that angle as well. Uh, and then when I moved over to the, the next university where I ultimately got my degree, it was very different cultural environment. It was very much a very welcoming environment. We're always actively pursuing a diverse group. And that's where I first learned or heard about the process of we, we educate students to represent the patients we care for. So we have to have a student body population that represents those that we're caring for. So until we do that, until we achieve that, that, that proper mix, then we're not really representing who we're caring for. And that's something that, that stuck with me this whole time now. And now 25 years uh, after finishing my initial nursing degree, it really has been the driving force for me is diversity is, is what makes everything better. Uh, diversity, both for, whether it be for race, whether it be for gender and so forth, all of that makes it, it, it more encompasses our population of who we're caring for. So for men in nursing, whenever I finished uh, each of my degree pathway uh, programs and then now ultimately my DMP and when I became faculty here, I really wanted to be able to pay that forward. We've really strengthened the men in nursing uh, local chapter here at UAB. We're trying to be, become more nationally recognized for some of the things that we're doing uh, and started our mentoring program for other students. And the biggest thing I hear over and over from students is I didn't realize I could work in this environment or that environment. So the uniqueness is a male nurse working in a neonatal intensive care, also a neonatal nurse practitioner. In a, so it exponentially is fewer and fewer numbers of us in those specialty areas. That diversity, that uniqueness brings another perspective into how we care for our patients, the interactions with families and so forth. I have been very welcomed by families. I've had a couple of instances here and there where it's a trust thing, you know, you know, a, a male nurse practitioner is walking in to talk about your baby in the intensive care. And after they get over that initial, oh, it's a guy, then they're like, oh, okay. And then they just, they embrace it as someone else caring for my baby or baby. So it's, after, it's really a, a recognition of where we've come in nursing uh, to be able to incorporate men into nursing. And it's not just you know, males typically are gravitated towards emergency room or anesthesia or intensive cares or, or transport or some, uh, those sort of populations. But 
There's also a great deal of male nurses and advanced practice nurses that are in pediatric hospitals or neonatal intensive cares or transplant and so forth. And how do you think the UAB School of Nursing has worked to support that diversity and um, to have a student population that also reflects the patient population? One of the unique things for UAB that I've noticed and another reason why you know I enjoy coming to work every day, if you will, is how UAB embraces the diversity, how UAB embraces a diverse population. Again, it's the goal of representing the population that we care for. And once we, once we continue to strive forward towards that mix, and as we get closer, I mean, we'll always want to improve and, and, and to be more diverse in our population of both educators and students is really the embracing of uh, men in nursing and our student population. Because I will tell you, we UAB has higher than national average uh, when it comes to male student population. It's anywhere from six to 11% when it comes to based on degree program, sometimes up to 14 in certain pockets in the US and we're well above that. Um, uh, male faculty here at the School of Nursing where the national average is around seven or 8% uh, in certain areas of undergraduate or graduate, we're well above that, uh, well over in the 15, 17% area. Um, so it, it's really, it's very welcoming to understand how we're incorporated into both the education and the clinical side of healthcare. This is the big question that I'm kind of wrapping up a lot of interviews with, but this year has brought a lot of changes with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and I think, as the international year of the nurse and midwife, there's been a lot of recognition of the importance and the power of nurses and nursing. Um, but looking toward the future, what do you see as the future of nursing? Are there any changes that you see in the works that you see continuing or any hopes that you have? Wow, change, yes, this has definitely been that year. Uh, it's been one of the, and it's gonna linger a little bit longer, of course, until we get uh, you know, vaccines and, and get a better grasp on treatment and so forth. This has been uh, the ultimate representation of the power of nursing and how nurses are deeply essential to the day-to-day -day care of and function of patients within the healthcare system, uh, within clinics, within offices, within outpatient, within home health. We cannot have a, a functioning healthcare system without nurses. That's the way it works. We are more skilled than we ever have been before. We're more educated than we have been before. That movement has improved patient safety. It's put, it's put highlights on quality improvement. It has really drawn attention to the necessity of including us in the healthcare decision-making process. Nurses have to be at that table. They have to be part of that decision-making process. If they're not part of that process, then we're losing a val an invaluable element when it comes to incorporation of patient needs, the empathy for the patient, the empathy for families and so forth. So, you know, it, coinciding with the year of the nurse uh, is, is even more uh, befitting that we recognize how in this world crisis, we're moving with the inclusion of how nurses are part of that process, how nurses are keeping everyone going in the right direction, how they're caring for patients, in, inpatient and outpatient, how they're part of research when it comes to the next, uh, the next treatment, or even research when it comes to um, you know, nurse burnout or nurse uh, resilience and so forth. 
nurse researchers, nurse scientists are an inc incredibly important element when it comes to the movement of nursing and in fully incorporated within the healthcare process. So for any students or potential nursing students listening to this podcast, what's a nugget of wisdom that you'd like to share with them? What's some advice that you would like to give? Uh, dream big and don't ever stop. Because what you might see or hear in your environment as to what nurses can do, understand that there's multiple levels above that that you can still do. So it's not just something where you, you get a degree, you go to the bedside, you work long hours and you're done. It's more of continuing that work. It's more of understanding that it's, it's a never-ending knowledge process, but it's in a positive way. That's how we've gotten to be at the table where we are. That's how we've gotten so integrated is that lifelong learning. Uh, and, this, and for anyone who's listening, whether it be a potential male nursing students, or it doesn't matter, gender, age, race. It's more of nurses are a powerful force within healthcare. To understand that you have unlimited possibilities of how you can empower that change. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This has been a great discussion. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Legacy of Leadership, a podcast celebrating 70 years of the UAB School of Nursing. Want more from the UAB School of Nursing? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UABSON or on Facebook at UAB School of Nursing. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.